John. Nearly. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Fine. Yeah. What's got you preoccupied this morning? <laughs> <laughs> the rights and responsibilities of computers. Yep. Is that based <laughs> off of yesterday's conversation? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think um, um, Microsoft broke with a big story this morning about the end of time. Yeah. And um, and with the end of time comes all sorts of anomalies that we that's that's how people predict the end of time is because there's too many anomalies. Yeah. That's what caused the predictions to start with. And uh, there's many of them. Uh, I come from an education background, and so for me, uh, the um, the uneasiness in education is one of the signs. There's signs in the heavens. There's signs everywhere. And, of course, there's distrust now of technology, which there wasn't before. Technology up until just recently was was a wonderful boon to humanity and everybody's mind died generally. And now, all of a sudden, it can be weaponized and it might just eliminate us completely. So that's one of the signs. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that are now discussing the idea that that um, AI has the capacity to to uh, go through a cognitive uh, resource somehow think, and so I'm thinking. Well, the extent of that would be then if if AI becomes a companion to to the sapient species as another sort of species based on science fiction, will AI have rights and responsibilities? Will it be able to think itself into a kind of moral code of its very own? And maybe it won't be that dangerous and so forth. And so, you know, is that, is that goofy enough for this morning, do you think? Mm-hmm. I'm just <laughs> thinking about it all, you know. Um, technology is not of God. And I guess, I guess technology, if it's going to imitate, it would imitate us, right? the human that's the whole point of it right that intelligence yeah, yeah okay so then you know look at humanity where's our moral com- compass <laughs> you mean we're a bad example Is yeah that what you're saying yes <laughs> <laughs> however to my point mm-hmm. we do have we have extrapolated our own set of codes for moral responsibilities not everybody's corrupt, you know. There are people with moral codes well, and okay. responsibilities. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely, there are. Um, there are. Are they the one in charge of the artificial intelligence? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I think the ones that have developed artificial intelligence are certainly have a high moral code because I don't think they have time to be anything else. But... I think that their fear is well-founded that people that learn how to use it could be very dangerous with it. Right. And that's coming from pretty high levels of industrial magic, those guys. So I don't know. Um, You know, it's funny. I had the same fear when I was writing the book. Yeah. I had the same fear because I mean, it's literally the key you know, it, it's the key to the other side. And so I'm thinking, okay, you know, if it gets into the hands of the wrong people, you know, if they're going to try to manipulate the innocent, those who are really, you know, following it for the good. But then as I started to break it down, it's like, it, you can't do that. By default, you must become, you know, a product of it. You have to. Otherwise, you're going to be found out. It'll be quite obvious. Those who are paying attention will be able to spot the fraud. So if you, so if you build an algorithm around AI, then recognizing when it's being manipulated for some other source, could you program AI to turn on the perp to rebel against what's happening if it's being done poorly? I don't know. That's, that's pretty, that's I pretty, think, uh, you know, if, I mean, if we pan out a little bit, we're f- afraid. We're talking about fear. 
and the very essence of you know the scare tactic eliminates fear is always fear is typically always at least present and a lot of it is future right exactly so we have to pull it back and stop being afraid of the unknown you know we have to correct ourselves now today so that we don't realize what it is that we're afraid of somehow we're trained to believe that if we don't have some sort of handle on the reins that you know we're going to be doomed but that's not it you literally take the reins you know by by operating right now in this moment you know by this ideal and then all of a sudden you know your trajectory changes so you don't experience those things fear is eliminated well, couldn't AI do the same thing? If AI is able to duplicate the neural network that's the same as the brain, couldn't uh, couldn't they have awareness and understanding, and then decide what their consciousness should be going forward? Wouldn't they be? The, wouldn't that be the same thing? Couldn't I, they... I mean, we're talking about machines, right? Not necessarily. We're talking about neural networks uh-huh. that you know, if if you expand one of ours and one of theirs, with the exception of maybe one is gooey and one isn't. They're performing the same function. Hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, we could contemplate it, you know, converse about it, but I, I definitely don't want to be afraid of it. I'm too busy <laughs> being happy. You know what I mean? I'm just too busy with the results of the formula. Yeah, but my purpose here is to make you unhappy to see if I can get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it working? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh gosh, you know why? Because it's it's all we'll try try if you will. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, and and I always see that you know aside from our conversation, but just in real life, you know, people always trying to again like just be resistant. And you can't be that happy and it doesn't work. And you're, you know, trying to just take me down, let's say, you know, and it's like, why, why don't you just come on over, you know, look out the same direction and then you'll see what I see. Yeah. There's no issue to support that. I think, I think people move in desperation. That's the only, that's the only time they move. Otherwise they don't, they're not motivated to move unless they're desperate. Unless they're really in trouble, and then they'll seek out something else, and then you become an alternative. So people have to be really unhappy to figure out who you are. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. I don't. I you know. I don't know. I think it's a calling. I said, you know, I posted that this morning on Facebook. You know, um, or actually last night, it was a response to somebody's comment. You know that it's so far beyond personal development, and that's why it's a calling. You know, because there, there's just not a, a great enough understanding of the depth of the knowledge. You know, it's beyond uh, the idea of what I can actually wrap my head around. Yes, I. That's that's really easy for me to understand because because yes, um, everything that you have to say goes well beyond personal development. Personal development is a peripheral byproduct of who you are, but it's certainly not who you are yeah. or what you represent. Right. Yeah, I know. I, I get that. I, I mean, I got that right away. Um, but I think people that are focused on personal development probably are kind of in that trunch and, and uh, would have a harder time getting out of it. I, I've never been there. So I, you know, I can speak with a great deal of non-practical authority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, there was a post saying something like, you know, there was a stack of books saying if the, these are the best books you should ever read. So I'm, you know, reading the titles and they are, I've read them. Um, not all of them, but a handful of them. And I'm thinking they, those are good books. They are absolutely good books, but they're, they're so different from the game. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't see, I don't see the game. I mean, I, I think the game is, is, is a standalone in its own greatness. I don't see it as war and peace. It's a completely different thing. It's, you know, the game is more like the Bible. Yeah. Um, war and peace is more like a hell of a good story about Russia. Mm. Um, I, 
I would think that um, you you'll take a you know you'll take the Count of Monte Cristo and read it one time, maybe refer to it now and then, you know, because Dumas is a good writer and it's a good mm-hmm. it's a great story. But your book, you know, becomes Captain Billy's whiz bang in your back pocket. You have it with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> That's funny. And, you know, it, and I, I love how uh, it really becomes a part of the person, you know, the reader. As I'm listening to the feedback, you know, like one person would just buzz through it. Like I, they just wanted to get to the end. I want to get to, I just want to know, you know, they're just going. And then it's like, okay, I'll go back now. And then I'm going to read it again. And I'm going to refer to it again. Where others, you know, they'll tell me, I read the same page two or three times. <laughs> and um you know it becomes a love affair because you're falling in love with you yeah good point yeah yeah it's no longer my book you know it's not Lee's book it's you yeah yeah what yeah i mean you're right i mean it's just it was kind of hard to get your arms around that a little bit quickly you know like um, well, it's more, it's more fun if it's your book because well, <laughs> because if it's not your book, then it, then, it's, then it becomes you know something that, that was it becomes a, a an astronomical or astro, an astrological gift, uh, which is what we believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I want to you know dwell on the origin and fate of the universe, it's still a lot easier for me to be able to have a visual. You know, you're a good visual. This is Meryl Lee's book. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess you're, it... a, you're a popularizer of, of, of your positioning, a great popular, a popularizer. I can't really get that word out. It's too early. What, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're a, you are a popularizer of love. Ah, you are, you are a popularizer of the popular. science of love. Yeah. You make love popular. Yeah. That's, that's too simple. <laughs> <laughs> We must we must add more syllables to appear to be smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's a different perspective of love is what it is, a different definition. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And that's what that's why I say it's personal to the reader because it's you. You're looking at it. You're not reading Marilee's story. You're you're reading it and it's like, okay, wait. And you're you're you have to go back in time and say, Did I do that? Do I do that? You have to look at yourself and others. You know, like well, to understand yeah. who they are. But you're, I mean, you're a natural teacher. You're, one of your gifts is you're a natural teacher. I mean, I'm a, I'm a trained teacher. You're a natural teacher. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you saying that because uh, I feel sometimes like maybe I'm not. You know, I feel like, mm, I don't know if it's me or the subject matter because it's so scratchy to know that we aren't as loving as we thought we were. <laughs> well, what you're doing is you're taking a, you're taking a highly complex proposition and, and being able to, to go through a reduction process to make yeah. it understandable. Right. That's teaching at the highest level. Yeah. That's yes. big time teaching, you know. We should award you Newton's chair or something. So you'd feel good about yourself. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you know, I have to say, I absolutely love the feedback that's coming back. I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have the book in front of me. Do you have the book in front of you? Uh, no, but let me grab Here. it. I got see. it. Oh, you I got it. I got it now, yeah. Where do you want me to go? Uh, I was going to say, let's let's open it up. Random. Read right. Yeah, because right. this is what I always tell people. You don't have to read it cover to cover, although you should. Um, you know, just open it up if it seems daunting. <laughs> just open mm-hmm. it up. So I'm looking at 266 right now. Do not retaliate when your player makes a harmful move or hurtful right. move. Right. Pause, you say. You say to pause. Right. Protect your king. Be the watcher. Okay. Okay, so now there's there's um, 
you know, you're reading it, you're thinking, okay, it's a reminder, it's a reminder. But what I want you to do is visualize it. You're sitting at the table with your player and they just made their move, their one move. And it was hurtful. Okay, the knee jerk reaction is to kick them under the table, but you don't do that. It's your turn. Take your time. It's your turn. So just wait a minute. Now, when you pause, you're protecting that king. It's not going anywhere. You're not guilty of anything at this moment. Okay, so now you're going to think, okay, I can hear in my mind the things I want to say to you, but I'm going to refer to the rules and realize I can't retaliate. So what am I going to do? This is your, your thinking. You're up. Take your time. And then you're going to consider, all right, I don't have a move because I don't have any of these pieces on the board. I'm not very good with patience. I'm not very good with compassion. I'm not very good with, and you're going to realize you don't have any pieces on the board. The next thing that you have to do is ask a question. Get clarity. Because oftentimes what people say and what their intention was don't align. And so they throw out an accusation. They made an assumption. They challenged you on something. You know, they're breaking all the rules. So if you recognize you just broke all the rules, but I'm not sure if you really meant to do that because you don't know the game. I'm learning the game. You don't know it. So I'm going to ask for clarification. You know, using another game as an example that I'm familiar with because I played chess and pool um, if you watch a pool match uh, someone makes the break after the break the next shooter depending on how the balls roll yeah. or after any shot you'll notice that the next shooter will stand quietly and then um, chalk his stick walk around the table look at all the possible angles before deciding how to make set up a, a essentially a Euclidean geometry shot. Sure. Um, and I think that's exactly what you're saying here. It is. Uh, after the break, and the break being your player's comment, whatever it is, or after their shot, you get to walk around the table and scratch your chin and chalk your stick. That's right. And decide how you want to respond. Exactly. Especially and that's... if you're trying to pay your tuition. <laughs> right <laughs> so that's why the book is called the game because you can apply it to any any game it's the same we're just i'm talking about love mm -hmm. yeah you know so so the logic of it comes into play so it's easy to understand oh okay so i get to chalk my stick it's i'm up you can't move again i'm up now right <laughs> and you can be you can you can very dramatically chalk your stick too you can right. blow on the end of your stick you can swizzle it around just right blow on it again look at it tap it right <laughs> intimidate your player sure i'm the godfather yeah. that's what i'm doing i'm sitting here looking at you <laughs> oh my how do we come up with this stuff anyway i don't know right and you know it's the same with baseball you know i'm up to bat Nobody else is up to bat. I'm up to bat. You know, with golf. Yep. It's my turn. Nobody, just everybody wait. It's my turn. That's right. You get to walk around, look at the hole, look at all the right. angles. Right. Get on your knees, check it out, look back and forth, have the guy move the flag. Right. You know, whatever it is. Right. Right. But you can't move your ball. You've right. got to be careful how you take your ball. But yeah. So it, it's, it's the exact same theory. And now we're just talking about love. So this is why we simplified it. So for face value, when people go, yeah, but I don't believe in games in relationships. So, you know, they just discount it right away without knowing what it is. It's not, it's not a game. It's, it, it, it's a way of, it's a way of visualizing a thought process. Yes. I think. That's, That's right. Really all it is. That's right. It's not a game. <clears throat> but that but we have many games. <laughs> yeah. You know, that would have been a boring title. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me see. Um, I'm on page 111. These are all the plays. So now there's a lot of them, right? There's a lot of plays. 
And these are, are literally not to be memorized, but I mean, you can refer to them, but it's, it's training our mind to think differently, you know, to move toward a loving response and seeing the difference between something that we normally would have done, you know, um, it says, there's number 151, do not presume to be funny. Okay. Be humble with your humor. Pay attention to your player to see if they laugh. A courtesy laugh is different from a real laugh that makes everyone laugh together. All right. It's important because if you think you're funny and people are giving you a courtesy laugh all the time, you got to check yourself because it may not be humor. It may be sarcasm. So you're producing sarcasm thinking it's humor. Right. And people are giving you a courtesy laugh and you're making them more uncomfortable every time you open exactly. your mouth. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. 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 You know, another one that, that aligns with that is self, uh, self-deprecating. You know, people will make fun of themselves and, and um, say things that are just really not funny. It's, it's hurtful because you're, you're recognizing the pain of another. But they're always making themselves the butt of the joke. And it's like, well, after a while, it's like, I don't want to laugh at you. I don't want to laugh at you. You know, don't do that. And, and after a while, it's like, mm, it, it starts to hurt and you can't even get out a courtesy laugh. This is why loving yourself is so important. Well, I mean, it's, I, it's hard for me to, to um, make a comment about that because it's so perfectly logical. You know, I'm here to try and figure out how you're wrong. Um, <laughs> Can you come up with something a little easier? <laughs> okay, let's take another one. <laughs> um, let's see. Number 162, it says, do not use... I just know I just that one too. That's interesting. Yeah, you okay. did? I did, just now, yeah. <laughs> do not use jealousy to gain attention. You'll only create confusion by sending mixed messages. Maintain your king by being pure with your intentions. How do you take that? Well, that's a tough one. Yeah? That's a tough one when you're a Machiavellian personality. Um, and I'm not saying that I am. But I see it as a, I see it as a tool. Uh, I'm not saying I'm using it. But, I, but I, I, it's so easy to use. Okay, but it's, give me an example. It's such a so no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Okay, so give me an example so I understand. Well, any kind of jealousy that would have to do with with you can either imply something that may or may not be true, but you know that if but you know that if it is that if it is received by if the implication is received, then it will be acted upon emotionally some way or another. You know, you have a bigger jet, bigger car, bigger girlfriend, bigger okay. whatever. So, what rule is that? manipulation there's no manipulation in the game i know that <laughs> then you can't use that jealousy i, I didn't <laughs> yeah i mean let's 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 put a little flip wilson in here you know the devil made me do it <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually true <laughs> that is actually true yep that's our ego mm-hmm Okay, so so the plays go on and on. There's, I don't know, 200-something of them. Mm-mm-mm. You got one? So, what? I could just see Flip Wilson on the stage. I mean, just wonderful. <laughs> 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 he was I really liked him. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Did, yeah. I know. That's taking um, us back in time. <laughs> um, in my... It, uh, number 158 is something that I saw a lot in business. Okay. Uh, where lesser than we're riding on everybody else's dime. Um, oh, number 158. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, read it. Well, number 158 is never take advantage of your player by assuming he's fine covering the bill. 
your broke mentality will be a self-fulfilling prophecy as long as you continue to take advantage. That's right. And that gets you, uh, there's nothing more dangerous than to do that when you're among people who don't want to talk to you. They just ignore you if they don't like your activity. Um, you'll be ghosted right away if you, you know, I, I would have people, uh, and it's an attitude too. Like I would, I'd be, uh, I'd, I would be going for a sale or something, you know, and people would come aboard mm-hmm. and I'd have people walk aboard with like three beers in a, in a broken six pack because they didn't drink that much. Well, you don't walk aboard somebody's boat with a half a pack. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I'm covering on. my end. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you know, so it's protocol. It's really right. protocol. And you, and it's good to understand protocol. Well, and there's no don't... honor in it. Where's the generosity? Where's the consideration? You know, where's yeah. the faith? That, yeah. you know, even <clears throat> if it's more than you wanted to spend, I mean, you're going to be there and you're going to be one of the boys. Now, but then, see, but then see, I can retaliate. Yeah. I can also retaliate. I mean, I can I can lay that I can lay that boat over, you know, I can come about and lay that boat over, you know, like 30, 40 degrees, you know, and tell and then tell the guy, what's going on? I get this beer, Tommy. <laughs> 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 That's such a guy thing. It's such a guy thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, the simplest thing is you're just not going to be invited anymore. Yeah. But you think these guys would catch on after a while, or maybe they just stay home and count their money. I don't know what they do. Yeah. You know? Of course, yeah. most of the guys that do that don't have any money anyway. But that's I, that's not the point. I mean, I'm just I'm being snarky. You know, I, I shouldn't be because that's what we're not supposed to do. But but I, I saw I saw weird stuff like that. You know, I mean, we all do. I mean, I'm not I don't have any you know exclusive right on people that are stupid or crazy. Oh, I don't know. Just bad calls. Just bad calls. <laughs> right. But but okay. So to my point earlier though you're going to read these plays and immediately it takes you back like do i do that you know oh, absolutely know. oh absolutely every single <laughs> absolutely every single one of these that you've got puts a, a paints a picture in your mind immediately if you've got any water into your bridge at all you can see every single one of them yep every single yep. one of them i mean it's it's like going to a movie yep. about yourself right <laughs> <laughs> And it's not pretty, you know, <laughs> it isn't pretty. You sit there and go, oh, geez. And this is why, you know, the game, you can just huddle in a corner somewhere, read it in, the, in private and, you know, start to chip away, just chip uh-huh. away. You have a manual here. Nobody needs to see, <laughs> nobody needs to understand what you're going through. Just, you know, read it. So is reading the game like working on a block of marble then? Until you come up with a more refined you, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. We're we're working to chip away the ego. Yeah, I don't know. Did, I, did you say that once? I just I'm just remembering it. I guess I did. Which part? The block? about the chip, the block of marble. Yeah, I think remember, I think I've... Yeah, we're talking about the um, the uh, angel inside book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't that smart. That's okay. A, <laughs> that's such a good book. <laughs> here's one. Okay. Here's here's a good one. Do not assume pet names like sweetheart, darling, hun, babe are okay with your player. The relationship may not be appropriate. Do not proceed with consent or without consent rather. The lack of respect and respectable behavior will push love away. It's game over. Is so, it really game over? I mean, is that is that a is that suitable yes, for a yes? Really, is that yes. the trigger to, to to really? Yes. Wow, that's pretty abrupt. Let me well, let me explain why. To, to have game over is literally to lose trust in your player. I can't trust you. You've shown me who you are. 
So once that happens and it's quick, very quick, it happens so fast that even you don't realize it as you begin to play this game. It's like, oh, shoot. Now, this is what what uh, divides, you know, the acquaintances from, you know, from value, from people who you got to keep in your life. So the moment you have the feeling, it'll be a gut feeling. The moment you have the feeling when someone calls you hot, babe, or whatever, and you and you rebel against it, just you 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 your body pushes back. That's the that's the flag. Right the game there, is over. Somebody says that, you know, it's like a cat call or something or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It shows me right there how I'm going to be treated from that moment on. So what you've got is you've got a locker jock and you're not going to, I mean, that's just locker talk and the guy's insensitive and whatever, if it's a man. No, that's who he is. He's an idiot. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's a pretty wide generalization, but that's all right. (laughs) No, the reason why, okay, but remember what an idiot is. It's the one who is completely unconscious to love. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Love in a much broader context than simply making love, but that I get it. Yeah, he is for him. It's making love. He doesn't even doesn't even understand love. No, understand not at sex. all. It's all he understands is sex. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't understand what love yeah. as a whole and who he is and his responsibility and how his behavior is going to either prove to me that you understand what love is or you don't. So the moment you prove to me that you don't know, you're dangerous. You are going to hurt me. Hundred percent. So, so how does society then deal with that? Uh, for example, if a guy's doing that in a in a controlled environment like higher education or something, he'll probably lose tenure, lose his job. Okay. He or she. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. If he's doing it, uh, you know, someplace else, um, then all these other things will come into play that are sort of ghosting and being avoided. How does that guy? Um, so what happens to them? What happens to people like that? Where do they go? What, I mean, nowhere. They don't. They don't. They don't experience love ever. So they're in a constant revolving door of their own inadequacy That's right. to understand how to function in society. Correct. And so, and okay, so that's all they're good for. And then what happens just, is they get bitter, angry. You know, they start projecting. And in this case, in the scenario, you know, they hate women. All women are the same. All women just want money. Because see, now it's a reflection on the man because he doesn't have a lot of money. We're going to say he doesn't. It does, it's not, doesn't always apply, but we're going to say he doesn't. So it would be, a, yeah, it'd be a trait of someone who's reaching without a lot of cash in his pocket. Yeah. So he's going to, a, immediately blame it on the fact that he doesn't have a lot of money and women are all the same it's all they want so he's being discriminated against them by he's he's the one that's creating the stupidity and he's the one believing he's being discriminated against correct exactly so that's a self-fulfilling prophecy that you can't get out of that trap unless somebody grabs him by the neck and shows him what's going on exactly so we should put ads for the game on the side of buses or something yeah <clears throat> i don't know definitely everywhere and i you know i actually said that to uh, someone who's reading the book right now joy i you know thank her for all of her commentary and she just loves it and uh you know she's basically i told her we we need everyone's voice to come together to be the light because there's too many people suffering you know, unnecessarily. And, and they're all caught up in the same sea and they don't, they don't see it. It's like, you guys, you're all talking about, you know, the enlightenment and, you know, love is the answer and all this, but your behavior has not changed. Your perspective has not changed. You're just now wearing a new hat called spirituality. And it doesn't work. And I talk about that in the book. You know, when spirituality is really spirituality or if it's just personality. And, you know, we need to recognize the difference in our player because that's going to make the difference. They will hurt you. 
It doesn't matter if they go to yoga and they, you know, meditate on, you know, a pad in the park or whatever. It doesn't matter. How are they treating you and other people at their core when they're triggered? How is that? Yeah, they become, yes. <clears throat> um, uh, being condescending towards someone is a, um, is a, is a terrible thing to do. Um I, I'm just I'm, as you're talking, I'm I'm spinning all kinds of things in my mind about. It's really funny, even listening to you talk. I keep coming up with these various scenarios of real life experience because I've been around these kinds of things before. Um. So, um, you mentioned Joy. Yeah. Yeah. I, she she's um. She's she's a she's an interesting distilled piece of reality I think that just seems to have it together um I've read some of her stuff mm-hmm. yeah she's I like her yeah she's studied and um you know like you with uh being studied you can recognize certain things because you're at that elevation you know you see more you can connect the dots you can you know align the pieces of the puzzle and go wow you know like every time you bring history into our conversation with another book, you know, you tell me, well, that came from wherever that I didn't read. <laughs> yeah. I got to be careful about that though. Cause I don't want to, I, I want, I want it to be a pure, pure in the conversation and not, I read more than you did kind of thing. No, and that no. can be misconstrued sometimes, you know, I never, I never, ever feel like that. I never feel like you're throwing that out there for that reason. Right. Never. It's always pure intention. And, uh, you know, and same with Joy. I mean, she's she's had her journey. She's read her books. She's done a deep dive. You can tell by her articulation and, um, you know, and, and how she's dissecting the book and where she's finding value. You know, I mean, she's beyond because others will be like, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've said that before. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have any words. I'm so blown away. <laughs> So yeah. she's so, yeah she's beyond that yeah she has her she has good words right <clears throat> well it's it's a pleasure it's really uh, I'm I think we're we're blessed a little bit to have people like her pay yes. attention really yes. mm-hmm. I mean that gift that gift blows both ways <clears throat> for sure absolutely yeah so. and uh, you know and those are the points of light that really need the book in their hands because they will be elevated further they're ready to go higher. And when they do, now they become a point of light for everyone else. And together we shine brighter. So getting back to the beginning of our conversation then with this, how we are, for example, referring to this person who we both uh, admire and, you know, because of her relationship with your book and and her life and whatever. Um, Why can't AI get to that stage so that we admire AI as well? Well, okay. So that's a good question because I mean, obviously the book is published, it's copyright is, you know, in the library of Congress, whatever, but, you know, as we all start to talk about it and there will be people who will try to duplicate it. And those, there are going to be those who try to steal it and try to, you know, go out and make it their own. I've been there, seen it and they crash horribly, but nevertheless, the voice is getting out there and that's what these crawlers are picking up. So, so they will pick up enough of it that they will be able to mimic you to the point where they become admired. AI or the, the person. Yeah. AI. Yeah. AI. Um... Can, Can AI become admired for being you? Or being your can you can AI become your doppelganger in a, in a mechanistic sense? I mean that's that's a totally different scary topic. That's totally different. Okay. Literally, yeah. I could be duplicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John does it again. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean seriously, if they could connect. I mean, how many of us right now are experiencing coincidence? with our thought, with our intention, all of a sudden it comes up on our phone. There it is. Happened to me this morning. <laughs> yeah, but that, see, that plays into the multiverse theory too. I mean, 
there are people who really believe that that's really what's going on, that you're not at all exclusive. You you really are. There's a bazillion trillion of you yeah. in multiple things. Yeah, but that's that's far out there. I'm talking about they're listening. You know, we're connected. You are connected. But I mean, I, 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 I went to the website, um, the Brisbane, Australia website this morning. I looked at the holographic company. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and uh, for the zoo that they're yeah. doing, they did in Brisbane. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's this elephant standing there looking at this group of people, this kid right. reaching out, touching this elephant that's not there, but the kid is reaching for the elephant. That's right. And, um, and there's another company as well who can actually make it so real, like you're touching it, like you so can feel good, so, so all your so you, senses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's so that's the point. Then is is that that can we get a, can we get a piece of mechanization, for lack of a better word, to the point where we, as a person, I mean, I read an article yesterday about people that are. That, that their psychologists are starting to worry about men are having love affairs with their AI woman's voice. Oh, God. I understand so. that because I have AI read back my transcripts to me. Yeah. And there's a woman's voice on the, on the, on the um, uh, menu of voices. Cause you have a lot of voices to pick from. I will not listen to anything unless I've got her voice. Huh? Okay. I mean, it's fact. I'm, yeah. I go to that woman's voice to play my transcripts to me, or I won't do it. I'll read it myself. She has that's a frequency. Yeah, I guess. Of course yeah. it is. Yes, it is. But it's resonating with me. Her right. voice resonates with me. Right. Just like so, yours did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we both had that problem. <clears throat> Luckily, we're not trying to read transcripts to people because it would be a long, slow I just got my contract today to be renewed to be an examiner for the the IB in Cardiff. Okay. Um, where I read students' papers. Uh huh. That are written in longhand. Okay. Jeez. Can you imagine that? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine reading longhand written papers today? No. Oh At my gosh. Point, no. Why would you sign up for that? <laughs> But you see, that's one of the ways to, to get away from AI. One of the things yeah. they're doing is they're trying to get these kids, because the, the kids are quick. The students, young people are quick to pick this up. And, yeah. you know, do I want to spend my time trying to figure out wh- who wrote this? Or do I want to just figure out that the kid did? Now, he might have, what he could have done, is could have pulled up AI and just copied it. Well, I get that. But, but there's a big problem in education right now that, that AI, is, AI is producing. Yep. Um, you know. Yeah, they're dumbing us down. Yeah, well. Because it's just a cheat sheet. You know, it's like, all right, that works. I'm going to put this down, I'm going to turn it in, and uh, I'm done. But. I think we've put too much emphasis on the degree itself or on the, on the diploma. It's like, if you have that, you've arrived. And people are not putting enough emphasis on you have to perform. At right. The end. You just have to have the paper and then you're okay. If you're not qualified to perform so what? it'll take care of itself because the job will be different anyway. Don't worry about it. That's just right. get your degree and get to work. Well, we end up with people that are cheating their way through college then or high school. for That's, that right. That's right. Absolutely. That all has to change. I mean, we are dumbing. You take dumbing down. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, and that's why, you know, with dream changers, I mean, the whole emphasis and the whole idea is to implement a new education system. So, you know, like for me, I mean, I will be duplicated. I will be in that hologram, you know, talking to visitors and the game will be in there. You know, it'll, you'll be experiencing it completely different. Now, my understanding is you guys are going to actually start to privatize education through K-12. Yeah. That's just amazing. That's an amazingly good thing, I think. Yeah. Because uh, that will change how a lot of this happens. There's mm-hmm. too big of a, of a, there's too large a connection between uh, government and, and education in terms of how they support one another. Yep. 
government has been forcing education on people because they won't. You can't get past a GS9 in the government contract unless you have a college degree. Mm-hmm. So it's an automatic. You have to go to college. Exactly. And the reason to go to college is not to, is to become a GS11, not because you want to get smart. It's that you want to make more money. Right. That's just, that just distorts the whole idea. Ta-da. Love or money. <laughs> you can't honor both. <laughs> That's exactly mm. it. It's all about the money. You know, we don't care about like really exploring ourselves and who we are and having a moral compass and understanding that our king is firmly on the board and we know right from wrong. And all. it's just like, no, what is the fastest way to the finish line? And that's what, yeah. that's what people are doing. You know, I, I, this morning on Facebook, there was a, like a little quip. And at the end, there was, you know, the, um, a quote. And at the bottom, it's just a general, you know, quotablequotes.com or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is so maddening to me. So I always put in the comments, who was the originator of that quote? Where did it come from? It matters. It matters. Start, start taking pride in the fact that there are people out there who have worked hard to be who they are, to say what they do, to contribute to society. Don't ignore them, take their stuff, and then go, what, what difference does it make? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Because you're not doing it. You're a thief, a pirate. And, and don't tell me for one second that you're actually applying it. That's, um, that is uh, a hallmark of, um, that is doing it correctly is a hallmark of, of high education, of, of higher education. When you, when you write a, a, um, a paper or do a dissertation or a thesis or whatever, the, uh, the citations have to be perfect. And you either have to italicize a word if it's going to be something like that, or you have to encode it because otherwise they'll, your paper won't even get past the garbage can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that's why, I mean, that's how they, you know, weed people out yeah. because people that are, that are inclined to want to steal stuff, they don't, they're just gone. Um, but that doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to improve the system much because it's still, it's still, um, like I was saying earlier, it's still the same thing. And you're saying too, it's, Higher education chases money, and the and the perpetrator of the money is the government at this point because the government has set up the, the yep. rules and and it's, it's and I the, don't know. well don't at the know. root of it, it's Satan. Satan rules this realm. That is the foundation of it all. That's the root of all evil. <laughs> it's chasing the money and not caring who you are. It's just about getting ahead, you know. You're going to hit that buzzer first. You're going to have the house first. You're going to, you know, build your whole castle, your whole kingdom on sand. It's nothing. You think hmm. we're being fair to the fashion industry because we typically portray Satan as wearing black. It's not unfair. No, I think it just represents darkness. I like wearing black. You know, darkness, just dark, like, you know, nighttime. This is dark. But, so, no. I'm, I, I don't own anything with black t-shirts. That's all I own. Huh. <laughs> you don't get tired of that? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm a, I'm a pretty base personality. I, mean, I do have a, a closet full of, um, you know, long sleeve button down collar, whatever you call it, swell shirts. You know, Hickey Freeman's and stuff like that. I never yeah. put them on. Never. Never. I'm about yeah. to throw them away. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know, I was just, I was just, we have these, these preconceived notions of what things look like. Yeah. And if you get close to that, then you're sort of tagged to what that is. And um, I guess that's, that's, I'm not going anywhere with that. I just, it just swam through my brain and I, Forgot to throw it off. <laughs> I was just, I was just reminded of you know like how much, um, you know the the swing of fashion has changed for a lot of people, you know like whatever we all went into the the jogger t shirt you know we're gonna relax at home, 
and wear the most comfortable things while we're in this lockdown period. Can't go anywhere. Can't work. Whatever. I'm at home. I'm going to be comfortable. And then you want to be comfortable. For me, it's I just I, I don't really care about the fashion. I just don't. I don't even think about that. You know, like going out and shopping and buying more stuff and more. It's it's enjoyable when I do, but I, I'd rather put my face in a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I get it. Yeah. So so do you so do you throw on a sweatshirt and jeans when you go down to the store? Or do you throw on a yeah an outfit? No, no <laughs> jeans it. jeans and a t shirt, whatever. Yeah, my hair in a ponytail. It's like, look, I'm going from A to B. This is what I'm gonna do, and I'm out. I mean, of course, if I have to show up, it's different. But if I don't have to show up, then I'm not going to show up. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not going to sure show does. up. Well, it does yeah. to me, of course, because even when I show up, I still look the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm one generation beyond you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I don't really need to draw all that attention. <laughs> I wonder if that's the kind of social arrogance that I have, maybe. What? I just well, just just I just thought about it in reference to the game because I won't I won't dress up for anybody. Hmm. I mean, it's really funny. I mean, I I I did that a lot. My my you know, where I had to wear a tie yeah. and so forth. Um, but now, uh, you know, if you don't like my Tiva, you know, boots and my yeah. Although I do, although I do have I do wear black and white striped chef wear. Chef wear. Chef wear pants, yeah. So. Um, they're black pants with white stripes on them, and they're and you don't really see them unless you're in a, unless you're in a high toned kitchen in a big hotel. And I wear them around, and um, people will stop and say, "Well, I like your pants, cool pants." <laughs> so I, no. <laughs> I wonder, you know, when people say those things, if they're really just pointing out the obvious that those look kind of weird. But hey, man, good for you. <laughs> I like well, those pants. You keep being you. <laughs> Well, that could be. That could be, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You know, yeah, right. You know, because I had the balls to do it. You didn't, right? So whatever. Exactly. What part <laughs> <to> you? <laughs> I like that fruit hat. Keep doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you see, but you can become immune to the problem too. Uh, I think, like I have, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, the bottom I, line is, when you get so comfortable and solid in who you are, you don't care about all that superficial stuff. Don't care. You yeah, think, you're right. You I know. don't. Yeah, think what you like. I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a, but it's kind of a, an unfortunate arrogance, I think, sometimes, too. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, something that's disrespectful. I mean, if, I won't disrespect someone, you know, knowingly. I, mean, I don't want to do that. That's not fair. Yeah. Uh, it's like being late for an appointment. God, I hate that. You know, I mean, there are people you just know. I'll see you at 8. Well, you know you're going to see them at 8.30. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Come on. Uh, you're a stickler for time. I mean, you want to respect people. Don't get me wrong. I totally get that. I totally get that. But, you know, I, I think that would be me, John. <laughs> Oops. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> oh God. You know why? Because I don't I don't really pay attention to time or day at all. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it, yeah, it doesn't um yeah. I have to have serious reminders because I don't pay attention. Uh-uh. How does cold food sound? Cold food? <laughs> Cold food. No, I'm just kidding. I don't understand. Um, oh, you mean like if late, I was meeting for dinner? The food is, yeah, the food is cold. Oh. Like, <laughs> okay, so that's a good point. That is a good point. You know, if you, you're irritated because I'm late and the food is cold. It's like you went through all that that trouble, right? I should at least be respectful to show up on time. This is true. But, but aside from that, if I do show up late uh, and I've lived this, you know, there's just so much anger and everything is ruined. You know, it's just ruined. And it's like, well, you got to just roll with it. Just roll with it. We're all here now. Just roll with it. 
it's not that important as far as food and everything. Um, Aren't you indulging your own inefficiency when you say that? My own inefficiency. Well, no, because it's, I feel the same in the other hand. You know what I mean? Like if I make a big meal or whatever and people are coming over, it's like you're here and you're not here. The food is done. Warm it up. You know, or if you're going to be late, all right, well, how do we all feel? We can wait. No big deal. Or how do we all feel? I'm starving. All right, well, you eat when you get here. We're going to eat. <laughs> well, I think that's admirable what you're saying. And I agree with you. I do. I agree with you. Because it's not that can, there's no point throwing water on a, an event when you have the option to make it good as opposed to bad. No matter right. what's going on. No matter what. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. All I brought up at the beginning there was my own idiosyncratic thing about being on time. I like people to be on time. But I lived in an industry where time was a commodity. Yeah, sure. And so, um, uh, and I was, you know, in industries where where I would have an opportunity to speak to someone and was measured sometimes in seconds. Mm. And so I got tuned that way. But, um, but that only exists in the world of money. That does not exist in the world of love. It doesn't. You know, and, and the difference there is communication. If I tell you, John, I'm running late. I'm running late, but I will be there. Um, my ETA is, you know, 20 minutes from now. Well, that's consideration. No, I wasn't on time, but I let you know what my ETA is. So now you have time to do whatever you want. You're not waiting on me. Yes, I think that's that's consideration, um, but it could be cons- yeah. yeah. If somebody is sitting there with watch in hand, going really, really, you know, tapping their fingers on the toes, you know, angry because I'm not there yet. Well, you need to understand that this is your life. You should be able to pivot and do something that you enjoy until my arrival. Why are you waiting you. for me? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Um, because time comes in two, but time comes in two forms. There's clock time and then there's perceived time. Okay. And uh, clock time is, is obvious. Just, you know, you look at your mm-hmm. watch and call it, I'll be 20 minutes late, ETA, so forth. Perceived time is the mental state of the two people. Uh, and they can be completely on different formats. Yeah. So you've got to make sure the perceived time is in the formula, in the mix, when you're talking about that. And and I, that's my position anyway, is that, um, um, so anyway, yeah. I don't want to make, I don't want to make a federal case out of being late as being bad. It's, it's just. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some people do. Some people do. They don't, oh, don't like it at all. And you know, you know what it is at the root of it? it? At the root of it, when people cannot control how other people show up, it's literally um, a magnification of their own value. I am not value. It's like, it's like you're proving to me that I'm not worthy enough for you to be here on time. You are disrespecting me. Yes, I agree with that. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, when you don't have value issues, well, you understand that you don't take it personally. You know, people have their own concept of time. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, I got 20 more minutes. I'm going to go read my book. I'm going to go play my drum. I'm going to walk the dogs. I'm going to do what I can pivot. Take your time. Be safe. It's fine. Well, yes, or you can convene the second meeting and lock the door. Yeah. Well. That's a whole different thing, though. You know. Right. Meetings are back. You got meetings back to back. One is it? One is it? One is it? Seven sixteen, and one is it? Seven thirty-one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the corporate world of money. I know. I lived there for a while. Why would anybody want to be there? I, well, I walked away, but that's different. Right. No, so. it's not different. Same. 
Maybe I walked away. What do you mean different? It's not different. No, it is. It is. I mean, it's. It's. I'm not. I'm just. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) In this. In this podcast, okay. Yes. Who's the one who looks at the clock? Is it you? No. No. It's me. (laughs) You're right. So true. I'll be talking, talking. Oh God. That is so true. And I'm so guilty of it too with the Merrill Lee show. You know, it's like I'll just be talking and talking and talking. It's like, oh shoot, we're 20 minutes past the hour or whatever. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, I need to shut up. All right. Well, uh, to that to that notion, we are just we just crossed the hour. All righty. All right. <laughs> I love you. Tomorrow. I love you. <laughs> I'll see you. Bye. Bye.